And once again, we are live. <laughs> Welcome to the Project X podcast. This is episode six. I am Alan Smith. I'm Big Dave. And we are here today to talk about failed attempts at being cool. Oh, this one's going to hurt a lot. So, uh, nothing like self inflicted. <laughs> yeah. Self-inflicted Man, I wanted to be cool so badly when I was growing up. And well, everybody does. I mean, just. I don't even know where to begin on this one. I mean, there, there are so I, many. I have a many. failed attempt at okay. being cool that it, it, it's huge. All right. We'll, it, we'll let Dave go with this one. It's so. giant. Okay. You ready for this? Okay. Um, it basically started when I was seven, mm-hmm. and it didn't end until like my mid-30s when I gave up on trying to be cool. Okay. Everything between that is a failed attempt at being cool. <laughs> so you're talking about like most of your life. Most of my life. <laughs> The, the, the most of my life is a failed attempt at being cool in several different aspects, and what I realize is that I, I'm never going to be cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I, hi, my name is Dave. I'm never going to be cool. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share. Yeah, um, I don't even. I honestly, I don't even know where to begin with this one because <laughs> man i tried so so hard when i was when i was young i mean it just let me ask you this okay you still have the leather pants right <laughs> you know what we we talked we, we actually talked about this before we I right before that, we said coffee I, I did that on purpose i just remembered i i told you wrong i have two pair of them i still have um you still have two pairs yeah one of them there's no way they would ever fit okay <laughs> the other ones i could probably drop a few pounds and get back into them but I wouldn't. Okay, that's <laughs> okay. So we're we're not going to go through a fat Jim Morrison period. No, no, you know, because that's you see somebody like <clears throat> Axl Rose oh. or Tommy Lee. Slash is still doing it. Slash or any number. Uh, Val Kilmer in The Doors yeah. portraying Jim Morrison wearing you know leather pants and you're like oh my god that is so cool looking until you put them on and then you put them on and you're like oh my god this looks horrible and why do I have swamp, swamp crotch I mean just yes I mean just all of the for the record I never owned a pair Yeah, I never wanted a pair because I have always been on the chunky side yes same and, here and, you know and I didn't want to look like a, well overpacked sausage I'll say this I was never when I was young until I was when I was when I was a junior in high school, I dropped forty pounds. This is before we knew each other, you know. And what's funny is that what I weighed then is less than what I weigh now. And it was one of those things where I'm like, I really, I mean, I could stand to lose some weight, but you're not going to go, oh, look at that fat guy, you know, no, type that, thing. That's my job yeah. now on so, the show. I'm the fat guy. <laughs> but you're also taller and you know i mean that's Six you know two, 350 pounds yeah is not a good look unless you're but a let's but let's put it this way when you're five foot eight okay uh, yeah okay you put on any amount of weight and it it looks a lot worse yeah because there's a lot there's there's more weight going into more space let's put it that way okay yeah so um being over 200 pounds when i was 
in high school when I was in high school and <laughs> had not grown to a full five eight at that point. <laughs> so <laughs> he had high hopes. Yeah, high yeah, hopes. that that just didn't happen, you know. But it was one of those things that you know I dropped the weight, you know, all that kind of stuff. And this is at the height of hair metal, and I was really into it, you know, and all. I mean. It, you know, it was during that time period that I started playing guitar. I started playing guitar. I liked it, but it was watching MTV and seeing those music videos and thinking, this is how I can get girls to like me. Okay. <laughs> this is how I can be cool. Yeah. All right. I'm here to tell you right now that playing guitar has never gotten me laid. Ever. I take that back one time. <laughs> now that I look, now that I think about it, now one time it, it contributed, but it was one of those things where I would look at people on television and in movies, you know, and all that stuff, and oh, yeah. and really model. That's that's how cool I want to be. Yeah, yeah. But the thing has, is, everybody sees somebody in the public exactly. eye and has aspiration, aspirations. Exactly. To go, oh, look at that! You know, it have, started. It started when we were kids with Fonzie. Yeah. You know, uh, or Danny Zuko. As much as I hate Greece, he was still a really cool dude. You know, I mean, like when I was a kid, I still liked it back then. Uh, you I know, was always kind of a Kaniki guy. Uh, okay. Either way, t- a T bird. Yeah. Okay. T-bird. I everybody mean, yeah. Wanted to be a T bird. You know. Yeah. You had. The, the couple of goof offs, you know, but they were yeah. still part of the T birds, you know. And it's like, hey, I don't mind as long as I'm part of the group. I don't mind being the the, the comic relief or whatever, you know. Yeah. But the thing is, I think is I'm that, starting to see a common thing here. It's a leather <laughs> biker jacket. The, okay, I was gonna. It's one of the things I actually want to talk about. Like this, I still have my leather biker jacket. I, I don't have mine. Okay, I bought it during the summer after I graduated high school. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna put dates on this because. Yeah, you know, I don't want to feel as old as I am. We're talking about the classic. Yeah, the bike, you know, the the zipper that's like offset. Yeah, uh, it's got the belt on the bottom of it. You know, what you would imagine, you know, for anybody worth their weight back then at that age had one of those. Right. Mine just, I had taken it and had. um, There was an airbrush guy at Mm. the mall at the Mm -hmm. time, Mm -hmm. and I had um, blue flames starting at the end of the cuffs. Mm-hmm. And blue flames going up both sleeves. Nice. I don't know if you remember that. I, I vaguely, uh, yeah. You know about mine because mine stuck around for a long yeah. time. And that was one of those things that I bought it and I loved that jacket. I mean, I loved that jacket. Something in my head said, just having this jacket makes me cool. Yes, it does. I play music. This makes me cool. You know, this yeah. jacket is the thing that helps make me cool. This and that and blah, 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 blah. I look back now and want to slap myself. Not because I still love that jacket. I still have that jacket, and every once in a while, I still pull it out and wear it. And I'll wear it for two or three days and then feel like a complete idiot and then put it back in the closet again. I, so. I, wouldn't, I would still wear mine if I had Yeah. It. Now, yeah. I have I have other leather jackets that are not the biker style, you yeah. know, that, that, that like I have one in particular that I still wear from time to time, you know. It's the thing about with that, it, that thicker leather, though, it breaks in. It and, does. And, it and does. It's a more comfortable. Right. Wear. Like I said, I've had that jacket for close to thirty years. Yeah. And it's still a pretty nice jacket. You know, I mean, well, I would say nice. It's still in pretty good shape because I did take care of it and that type of yeah. stuff. But there did come a time when I finally had to admit, you know what, the biker jacket is cool. You are not. Yeah. 
And no matter how many times you put this jacket on, you're, still not you're not going to be cool. Well, I mean, and I have so many of those stories of, yeah. <laughs> we can just go through. I mean, like, <laughs> did you get yours at Wilson at the mall also? No. Oh, you didn't? I did not buy it at Wilson. I did buy it at the mall. Okay. Chess King. Oh, I'd forgotten about yes. that place. Yeah. Here's the story behind that jacket. Okay. I, I, middle of the summer. Yeah. Legit. I put it on layaway because I didn't have the couple hundred bucks or whatever it was that I paid for it at the time, yeah. you know. And it was one of those things that I could not wait to get it out. And I wound up getting it out in like August, like late August you or something like August. that. I didn't because it was still too hot. Okay. I was going to say, were but you I, one of those guys that wore like the Bermuda no. shorts with the leather jacket? No, 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 no. I was never one of those. But I tried wearing it. If you if you've never been to to Tennessee and in, in what is the fall of the year, it doesn't really start becoming fall of the year until late October. Yeah. It's still hot. You know, everybody uh, talks about August being hot. September, September, is usually and as usually hot. the first half of October is just as hot. So as hot and sometimes hotter. Yes. So I had this 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 new coolness in my life, and I couldn't wear it. Yeah. What I did do, oh my God, I can't believe I'm telling anybody this because I've never told anybody this, so you're all privileged. What I would do, though, is when I was at home by myself, I would put it on and stand in front of the mirror and try to figure out, like, what looks the coolest. Like, how how do I stand? How do I do, like... You were trying different t-shirts. Oh, man, it was... Yes, I, I did that, okay? It's embarrassing now to say it, but it's like, hey, you know what? I've lived this long and through far, far more embarrassing things. <laughs> <So> <laughs> why not talk about this as well? Oh yeah. But it it went even further than that because I was so wrapped up in that that rock and roll coolness. Okay. Yeah. That like You wanted to be a rock star. I did. I wanted I wanted to be a rock star. I didn't want to be a musician. I wanted to be a rock star. That's what I wanted. And I got so wrapped up in it for a lot of my, you know, all through my teen years and into my 20s of like, I would go to concerts and I would spend half the time rather than watching the show. I was watching everybody else there trying to figure out how I'm supposed to act to fit this lifestyle. Yeah. You know, that type of stuff. I went to, con- I went to every concert that came to town. Because back then I didn't have any responsibilities and a whole and and a lot of disposable income. Concerts you know, were also cheap. They were also then. a lot cheaper back then. I mean, you go to Starwood and get a ten dollar lawn seat. Yeah, for pretty much yeah. every. Concert I remember that like came through for in, in the in the early nine early to mid nineties, like you know, getting like really like well as good a seats as you could get. Because I would get up, I was mm-hmm. one of those people that would get up and like go sit in front of the Ticketmaster, you know, on Saturday mornings before they went on, yeah. you know, and get in line. And, you know, even got, like, third, fourth row tickets, like, right in the middle. Yeah. And was still only paying, like, 35 bucks a piece yeah, for them. Like you a know? poison show we went to. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and it was like, okay. And, and that, <laughs> poison, okay? Well, that was that was poison and Motley Crue, but it was Motley Crue with well, Pau, Tommy n- Lee. No, that was... Um, was that a different show? That was a different show. They all um, kind of blend together. It was whenever they did the, like, when back in the early 2000s when they were doing those tours. So it was, like, it was Poison like, and Cinderella and... Scorpions. Scorpions. Was the Scorpions on it? Yeah. yeah, it was one of those things where it was like one of those package deals where it was yeah. like four or five bands, you know, because well, I went to several of those, you know. But, and tell them about Poison, okay? Yeah. Brett Michaels was one of my Mount Rushmore of cool back then. 
okay? Yeah, okay. I know now we look at him, he's kind of skeezy, okay? I mean, it, but, yeah. but at one point, he was one of the coolest people on the planet. I'm sorry. I don't care. Even if you, if you like, didn't like hair metal, you had to admit that Brett Michaels was one of the coolest people on the planet I, at, at I one still point. Didn't mind. I, I still would have wanted to have like had dinner with him or hung right. out with him until he started doing the VH1. Yeah, well, that was shows. that was much later, though, you know. Yeah. But it was one of those things that, you know, he had, he had long hair that was cool. Yeah. He was built. I mean, it was one of those things that he obviously spent time in the gym. He was skinny he built. Was, he was skinny built, exactly. It yeah. was one of those things where he was ripped more than anything, you know. He was head of a really decent rocket. He was a decent, and he was a good-looking dude on top of it all. And he and it was one of those dudes that when you would see him like in like interviews and stuff, or like, yeah, I understand why women want to have sex with him. Yeah. And that, that had a lot to do for me personally. Well, uh, maybe we had to back this up a little bit. Growing up in a very religious family, Sex was one of those things that we did not talk about. Yeah. I mean, it just was not talked about unless it was don't do it. That yeah. was pretty much it, you know. And I I stayed on that line for a long time. Um, and then when after I got out of high school and, you know, got into college and really wanted to start pursuing my rock star, uh, you know, lifestyle, it was one of those things that was like all, all of a sudden it just really kicked into high gear for me of yeah. of wanting sex more than I probably had ever in my life and in my very young life. And so it was one of those things of like Might that have been something to do with the hormones. Yeah, too. probably to be in that age and everything. But it was all but it was one of those things that that was even though I was not a quote unquote horn dog, it was still one of those things where but, but. I wanted women to want to have sex with me. Yeah. Probably more than I actually wanted. You were a little bit of a horn dog. A little bit, but a little bit. Well, that came later. Okay, <laughs> that came that came much later. Okay? okay, at this time in my life, and I say all this because this all has to do with at the time or what I thought Try was cool, cool. What I thought was cool, you know. So it's one of those things that because like we're, we're, the the whole basis behind it is girls and absolutely trying to be cool, trying to be cool, right? To get the girls, right? And I remember so many times like trying and, and and I know that everyone around me like could smell the desperation of me trying to be cool you know and like with my jacket I remember like hanging out you know I had my jacket on you know I was like hanging I was probably 19 or 20 years old or something like that and you know being at uh being at church with my girlfriend you know whoever I was dating at the time or whatever and like we were sitting around talking and one of the the guys who was like probably in his late 20s at the time you know he's about like the next generation up you're not yeah. not terribly older than us or anything you know just kind of messing around like coming up and just like like i had like the, they had the little like snaps on the, on the shoulders you know with the little yeah. loop whatever and him like unsnapping those things and it just flew all over me how dare you how mess dare with you mess with my cool you know exactly you know but yeah. and then not knowing how to recover from it and it's just uh, uh you know yeah. and you know that type of stuff and and it wasn't anything he was doing nothing with malice it was just more of uh he knows how yeah he knows what you're doing because he's already been there Right, and he sees how hard you're trying. And right, that's, that's always been my case. I've always tried too hard. Right, right. It, it's always been to where I, if I had just done it and let it go, it mm-hmm. probably would have been mm-hmm. cool. But I've always had to overreach. Mm-hmm. 
always. Exactly. It's and like he was just he was just kind of walking up and letting that helium out of your blood. Exactly. And you know, and and one of the things you know when people talk about cool, you know, that, that they always say is that if you have to tell somebody you're cool, you're not cool. You're not cool. And I can't. I, I don't even want to get into the amount of people's like I'm cool. I'm yeah. Cool. Well, I don't want to know the amount of times that I've like defended my cool yeah and just like now i look back at it i laugh you know but it was something that at the time really meant a lot (laughs) to me you know and i think there was a lot of trying to build your own identity exactly you want that identity to be cool exactly and that's one of those things that when you're 16 to about 24 23 24 after college you know somewhere in that you really are just trying on a bunch of different t-shirts trying to figure out which one fits you right you know and it being a chubby kid every single one of those right. t-shirts was as high as too right. small for me well exactly and that was always the first you know that was one of those things that i lost weight when i was in my you know when i was a junior in high school and i remember coming out of that you know and all of a sudden I won't say being cool, but finding myself in a different social stratus than I was prior to that, mainly not because I'd lost weight and people were looking at me differently, but because all of a sudden I was finding confidence. Yeah. And I remember my the last day of my junior year of high school, you know, it was like a half day, and I brought my guitar to school that day. It was the first time that I had done that. Yeah. And I'd been playing about a year and a half at the time or something like that. This is, the, the hair thing was still pretty big, you know, and I had learned a good chunk of the, the power ballads, you know, or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I remember, like, sitting around and playing, and, like, I always say this was the day that, like, my high school career changed forever because I found myself sitting in like sitting in the uh, outside the cafeteria there's this open area like seating area yeah sitting up there playing and there was like 10 girls all sitting oh do you know how to play this do you know how to play this and singing along and you know and all that kind of stuff and like i legit left it was a half day we left at noon i left went straight home and all summer long all i did was learn songs well yeah because all of a sudden it was, hey. Look at all the girls that are paying attention to me. Didn't work. But, I mean, it was one of those things where, like, we still, I would bring, you know, me and my friend, my other friend Dave, would bring his guitar to school. Of course, he was more, he didn't really care about that so much. He was playing, you know, like Metallica and Slayer and, you know, like, which I, I learned some Metallica, you know, but it was one of those things where he was doing all that stuff, like a little, like the heavier stuff. And I was learning, you know, the melodic, to, you know, hey, um, look at me, I need you to take your shirt off type stuff. One of the songs I learned to play that summer was um, More Than Words. Yeah. And that was always one that the girls, oh, can you play More Than Words? Oh, my God. And, you know, of course, I couldn't sing it because I didn't have that high of a voice. But, you know, but it was still one of those things that we play it and everybody else was singing. And it was like, all right, cool. And that was awesome to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then my senior year was a completely different thing from the last, the three years prior. But it was... Still, there was still a lot of anxiety around that being cool or trying to be cool yeah. because I still wasn't. You know, I was faking it okay, but I knew I was not cool. Yeah. Um, no matter how much I, I tried to convince myself. So there's all that. 
and then and a bunch of other probably the biggest one though and you know this because you were around was whenever I I created the alter ego oh um, Should we talk about the We're alter going ego? to. We're going to. And, and, and people, I know people are like, really, an alter ego? I was like, yeah, I had an alter ego for years. There are people still that do not call me Alan. They call me by this yeah. stupid nickname that I was given. That I just, oh, you mean I get to recreate myself? And I was like way too old for that, too. I was like 26 years old well, or some it, crap it was, like that. It you was know? A, and because I was on the fringes of that same group. Mm-hmm. It, it was a bunch of dudes who were not, not cool, cool. I know. Who basically started their own little gang. Right. To And we found strength in numbers. Yeah. You know, we would go into a bar or a club or something like that and pretty much take it over because we were just being we're not dumb cool. and we having fun. We don't care and we're yeah. going to be loud and obnoxious. Right, and, and, and that kind of stuff. But the thing is, is that during that time period, because one of the, the, the guys that was in there decided everybody needed a nickname – and was like handing out nicknames, you know, to the, oh, well, this blah, blah, blah. And I got one. I ended up with one too. Yeah. But I, I fully embraced mine, though. I yeah, mean, you it really was, did. And like, I mean, I would. I tried like, to shun mine, but yeah, the problem is, is that half of it was something that I'd been called for right. a short bit in high school. Right. Yeah. And that was, I was given the nickname Augie. Okay. And I hated it at first. I hated it. I thought it was a stupid name. It's a blah, 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 blah. had two alternative. Uh, well, the other one that comes later. That's that's something completely different. Though. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that was, I think, me embracing not being cool and just saying, you know what, screw it. Yeah. I'm just gonna do what's what what's fun. Yeah. But when and 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 I will even to this day talk about Augie as somebody different well, because it, was. it wasn't me. No, it was that guy Augie, was totally different. He was totally different, and totally an ass. Yeah, I would, <laughs> during the period that you were going by Augie, mm-hmm. I, I you notice I kind of disappeared. Yeah, a lot of people did, you know. And it was one of those things that that there were people that still call me that who may or may not know my real name, or if they do, yeah. that's just what they call me. And it's because I would introduce myself that way. Yeah, and it was all an attempt to create this other this other person who was cool cool but the problem is is that i kept poking through eventually <laughs> i almost had it almost had him convinced for about a year or so yeah and then the real you the, the all my insecurities and my not being cool and all that kind of stuff just started showing through yeah in the worst ways possible at the worst times possible which always happens I, and yeah and it was one of those things where i was like i finally got it i finally i'm on top of this thing i've got this you know and then it just yeah and and then after that happened it was sad i'll admit looking back on it it was sad for a long time because i was still trying to be that person yeah but all the gravitas that I had built up was gone. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, the guy who, you know, graduated high school 10 years prior, but is still going to the, like to the, the 
football the football games. the the high school football games and the, and yeah. the and the parties afterwards hanging out with the high school kids trying to be cool and it's like no dude go away you're not wanted here thanks for the beer it, but ca- go away it, you know it's, it's uh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's character in, yeah it's uh, Wooderson it's Wooderson yeah it's like where it's yeah. yeah and except not as cool I mean honestly yeah. that dude was still you know um, anybody's got a, that kind of Chevelle oh yeah absolutely know. but yeah it was just that's that's where I found myself yeah and leaned into it unfortunately oh you, you leaned into it yeah time. and so it was like like me you overreached yeah absolutely and so it, it's just i'll admit at my age now there's still a part of me that wants to be cool oh, you know i mean it's just cool. <laughs> i've just decided that i'm, I'm there, there's no being cool without there's you know, I'm not going to be able to follow the trends. No, I'm not no, ever no. going to be a trendsetter. No. If I feel like, to me, that's cool, mm-hmm. then I'm probably going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I... Yeah, I care. Yeah, Biscuit, you're cool. It's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I worry about what people think about mm-hmm. me. But I can't get wrapped up into no, it. No, no. Not though, like I used to. Even though I still do. Yeah. I can't, you can't help it. I was but man. Part I, of mine is where because I moved around so much, mm-hmm. I was always the new kid. And when you're the new kid, you're always trying to be cool to get attention to get the new set of friends. You're always right. trying to get in with the cool kids, you know. And then you end up with your, you know, like-minded people end up attracted to each other and end mm-hmm. up in the same group. So you end up. I always ended up in you know the social social that I've always ended right. up with, which is the ones that were. Always into music and comic books and video games, right? And, you know what everybody always called the geeks or the right, nerds right. or whatever. You know, I was basically one of the kids off of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. AV Club. You know, um, you know all that type of stuff. I still do AV, right? You know, I, I, I am permanently now an AV guy, right? And that's not cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, I occupied a, a, a strange place. I, I guess I should probably say I now occupy a, a strange place, okay. um, but I always also did because it it's one of those things that having friends who were those geeks, you know, whatever yeah. we, you know, we were really like all that stuff, sci-fi and yeah. you know, like and all that kind of stuff. It's one of the situation where I again, like you said, I always wind up finding finding those people. Yeah, but. I'm also really into sports. Oh, yeah. Always have been. And I played sports, you know, and that kind of... So it's one of those things that my friends who played sports didn't understand why I hung out with those nerds. And my friends who hated sports couldn't figure out why I was hanging out with those jocks. And, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same You know, and, and it was that one of those situations where it was just like... And then, of course, you know, playing music, there's a third thing there where they're like, they don't like the nerds or the jocks. Yeah. And it's just like, I always found myself in those circles where I was like, it, it's like a Venn diagram, you know, where well, it's that, like... <laughs> that's why I kind of say I was always on the fringes. Cause right. I was always on the fringes fringe of you know several different groups right you know, right the musicians the geeks the nerds the i had friends that played sports right you know i was never good enough to make the school teams and all that but you know when the backyard football game right you know came up pretty much you know freshman in high school being six two mm-hmm. or being six foot and 200 pounds um, people want you to play on their backyard absolutely. football absolutely and, yeah. and they want you down low under the basket when you know when you're playing basketball right right you know 
Lord help you if you're tripping over your size 12 yeah, feet exactly. like I was. Exactly. Um, you know, and that's, and, yeah. And that again goes back to the, I played sports Yeah, and I really like, I grew up playing baseball. I loved baseball. I mean, I loved it. It was something that like, I even wanted to play like professionally. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like, were you going to do shortstop? No, I was a pitcher. That was, that was a shortstop. Ah, funny. Yeah, no, no, I was a pitcher. A couple things happened. One, I, I blew out my arm. I mean, just, I mean, like at an early age, I was like 12 yeah. when it happened. The other thing was that that also marked that time when you see, I was playing, having fun and basically using what athletic ability I had to yeah. play and have fun. Whereas other people were getting co- private coaches and, you know, like yeah. really like, because yeah, their I'll, parents are, exactly. are grooming them at eight or nine years to old be right to start getting the college scholarship right and all that kind of stuff and it's like I wanted to play to have fun I didn't want to play yeah to, you know it's like if I made the pros that's cool and all that kind of stuff but it was more of a okay whatever I'm you know I don't I don't want to do it. exactly you know and so that was kind of when I stopped was because I was like I this isn't fun anymore yeah this is a bunch of people who were like really up to 10, 11, 12 year old kids who are uptight about a missed call or a missed, you know, ball or something like that. And it's like, we're out here having fun, aren't we? Yeah, that's you know? totally the parents' projection. Oh, I know. I know it is. Yeah. But, but it was still that type of stuff where it was yeah. just like, yeah. And so that's when I jumped off of that. And then, you know, football, going to a small school and having people that were in a higher socioeconomic yeah. bracket than you are. And having influence over their kids playing, yeah. There, I, I like in junior high school didn't I, I quit immediately because it was like I'm not I'm never going to become can, a starter because who can compete with money and politics? Exactly, you know that type of stuff. But I was involved still. You know, I when, when I was a freshman in high school, I became one of the managers for the the football team. Yeah. So I was always around. I knew all the football players. I knew all. I, I did basketball one year. I knew all the coaches. I knew all. I, I mean, I knew all this. I had keys to the school for christ's sake (laughs) for a couple of years you know i mean legit like i could get into any place in the school yeah you know type stuff and it was kind of cool because it was well i wasn't cool but i knew people who were cool you know so it was kind of that cool by association in some ways but at the same time i was just like i i don't care to go to any of the parties or that kind of stuff because again I was never going to get there growing up religious. You know, my parents were not going to let me go to a party because, oh, there might be drinking or something, you know. Somebody somewhere might be drinking, and so therefore you're not going out tonight, you know. But it it was also one of those things. I really just didn't care about going because I kind of – that was at a time when my idea of cool wasn't going and doing that. My idea of cool was playing at the parties. Yeah. I wanted to play the music at the parties, you know, and that type of stuff. And and didn't have the – didn't have the resources to be doing it at that age. Yeah. Well, my my trying to be cool was it started way on back. Is we were still living in Kentucky. Um, my mom played piano. Mm-hmm. My grandmother played piano. There were pianos at both houses. Uh, I was I I took piano lessons. I didn't mm-hmm. keep it up. I wish I had actually. Right. Yeah. Um, but I hated. <laughs> That's one thing I wish I had never stopped playing piano. I hated practicing. Right. Same uh, here. I've, I've got a lazy bone in me. Mm-hmm. I admit it. Uh, there's certain things that I, I like instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of wish. Millennial. 
<laughs> guilty. Um, I'm kind of how do I how do I put this? I wish the Matrix was somewhat real to where I go. Oh, I want to know how to do that, and I could plug in, have it downloaded, and just be able to do it. Um, I hate the practicing. I, I get that. I'm, and, I'm kind of the same way. So. But mom made me take piano lessons, and lucky for me, my cousin taught piano lessons, so I'm sure there was some kind of agreement there. And I would see them at church, and she'd be like, are you practicing? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mom would actually have to make me sit down and practice, but my grandmother, her mom, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't very old. It's was probably five or six. Uh, you know how you used to get those toy drum kits from oh, yeah. the Sears catalog? Oh, yeah. Did it have animal on it? It was Muppets. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was, it was a step up from that. Actually, it was like almost. Now all the drum heads, of course, were like some kind of heavy plastic coated. Right, paper. right. Um, but I got one for my son. It's a first act, is what they yeah, call it. You know, and it's just a little. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like something like that. Right. And oh, I loved that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it had to stay at my grandmother's house. My parents would not let it come to my right. house. Right. So I was always trying to get over grandmother's house and you know i loved that drum kit and it was even like this psychedelic like pink nice i mean it was it was really cool i played that thing so much that they would have to take the heads off and masking tape them because oh, yeah. I, had, I had beat holes in them so mm-hmm. they would have to like masking tape and and duct tape the heads back on love drums and then fifth grade came around well i'm, I'm not really good at sports uh, what do you mean I can actually learn how to play drums? And, mm-hmm. you know, fifth grade, you know, there's school band. Right, right. And suddenly my parents are shelling out a couple 300 bucks for a snare drum with a case and a set of little, you know, little xylophone drumsticks. Mm-hmm. Suddenly I'm getting to learn how to play drums for real. And I was, I was like, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care that people think I'm a band nerd because we're we're all cool here right um i'm playing drums what are you doing and yeah i gotta wear the funny outfit with the feather on the hat and all that and but i was getting to play music legit some of it was okay and some of it wasn't but you know i was i was playing drums who cares right. about anything exactly and i'm still playing drums uh, in fact my drums are over there um for a doggy break, I guess. Yeah, and then doggies want to get out and and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, yeah, it was funny because like when band came around, I guess it was in fifth grade somewhere yeah. in there. I wanted to play drums. Yeah, uh, it was not happening in my house. Yeah. <laughs> so my parents, so they had a meeting, you know, where you go and you're looking at the oh, different yeah. instruments you, and blah blah blah. They try you out on different instruments. I wound up playing trumpet. Good. Yeah, and I played for a couple of years. Yeah. in the band and then I just I was like I don't like this this is dumb yeah this is not for me this yeah. is not I loved music but that was not for me yeah you know and it wasn't until I was a teenager that and it, a lot of it had to do with watching MTV oh yeah and why I mean this was this is the era of Guns N' Roses had just hit huge oh yeah everybody was just enamored with those guys and we should probably do an episode just on them about the phenomena that they were in in the late 80s and early 90s you know because it was almost like Beatlemania for a couple of years yeah I mean it was 
But anyways, those were the coolest guys that I had seen ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those were like, no, I want to be like them. I mean, the guitar player, you didn't even know what he looked like. I know. It's like, he looked like Cousin It from, you know, the Adams Family, you know. and mirror aviators, yeah, other and top hat, Yeah, and, and his, hair. this long curly hair that covered his face. Yeah. And he played like nothing you had ever yeah. seen before. Now that was cool. Yeah, you know, and it was just, oh my goodness, you know, how do I, how do I get some of that? And so black in some color wool marching band outfit. Not not the not same. Cool. I know not exactly. Cool. So you know, I got a guitar for Christmas one year. Started taking lessons, and could have wound up being a lot better sooner, but got in with the wrong guitar teacher. Yeah. And you know, and and that type of stuff. But anyway, it was one of those things that after I did start playing a little better. You know, and and that was the thing that like where piano or trumpet had never taken off. Yeah. Man, I would. You know, it's in in as cheesy of a song as it is, but you know, Brian Adams "Summer of '69." Oh, you know, it's I, like that's a great song. It is, but yeah, you know, it's it, it's kind of cheesy. But that whole that scenario, yeah, you know, in the beginning of it, it says first real six, string. six string at the five and dime, played it till my fingers bled. Yeah. Absolutely. My fingers hurt so badly for months yeah. building up the calluses, but I just kept going back and I would get frustrated, but I just kept going back and practicing and practicing and practicing and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And admittedly at my age, I should be a whole lot better than I am. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm in the same boat. A lot of that is because I, don't I got, practice. I don't practice as time went on. And I got wrapped up in other things. Practicing my guitar kind of fell to the wayside. Also, I had, and again, it's being it being in a young relationship. You know, at one point, yeah. it's one of those things where my girlfriend would get mad at me because I was spending so much time playing guitar instead of with her or or whatever. You know, and so like I stopped playing for a number of months. Like yeah. literally, like for like six months, I never even touched it's, my guitar. It's funny how in so many relationships, once you start dating somebody, mm-hmm. um, your your instrument of choice ends up becoming the mistress in the yes. relationship. Yes, it is very, very true. I don't know. I mean, I'm that particular relationship, I'm still friends with her, like yeah. all these years later. At the time, though, if you had asked her, she would have probably told me, told you that the reason we broke up was because of the band. Yeah. And that was another thing, being in my first band. Okay. Yeah. And it's funny because I have recordings of some of those songs and they're terrible. Okay. There is like one song that came out of that that like we would still like if we went in there to play right now, we would probably play it. Yeah. That I wrote when I was twenty years old and had no life experience whatsoever, but it's still like a pretty poppy, nice yeah. song, you know. But again, wanting to be so cool and trying and, and, and basically putting on the, the rock star uniform. Oh, yeah. You know, and all that kind of stuff. And then, like, I remember being at one of the show, like, being at, like, our second show or whatever. And I had, <laughs> this is going to really date it. I had this No Fear shirt that I had gotten <laughs> in Daytona, that I had gotten in Daytona Beach, like, a couple okay. of years earlier. If you're, if, if you are in your 40s. Yeah. If you didn't own. No or, Fear. Or Big have, Johnson. Big Johnson. <laughs> uh, big Dog. Yes. All of, uh, yeah. If, if you didn't have any of that, that yeah. gear, 
you were very not cool. <laughs> Brian, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> and the rest of us were using the gear to be to, cool. To try to be cool. Anyways, yeah. but I had this I had this No Fear shirt that I loved, and I had cut the arms out of it, you know, like the the, the uh, sleeves off of it, you know, that yeah, kind of stuff. And so, muscle shirt. Yeah, you know, and it was one of those things that, you know, I, I had a little bit of muscle, but not like I wasn't like all ripped or anything, you know. It was just mainly from work, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. I didn't really work out or anything. And I remember like... A friend of a friend showing up, you know. I mean, like, this is how bad it was, dude. I, you know, I had like ripped jeans and had that muscle shirt, and I had like, for whatever reason, had taken a bandana and hung it out my my back pocket, you know, and like, yeah, you know, it was. It was one of those things. I was trying to like emulate, you know, the 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 people that I knew, you know, like kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, I remember him come walking in, and he walks up and starts laughing. I'm like, what? He's like, dude, you're wearing a muscle shirt, and you ain't any muscles. And it was just so deflating. Yeah. Of course, he was a he was a dick, anyways. You know, now I'm like, screw that guy, you know. Yeah. But it was still one of those things that it was so deflating because I was like, yeah, we're gonna go out here, we're gonna build this up, and blah blah blah. And and it was just like, oh, yeah. thanks. And then the thing is, is that like we played again, like about a month later, and it was the worst show I have ever been a part of. I mean, like we missed the music cue on the first song and had to start over and then missed it again. Well, that happened. And it wasn't the backyard. Part no, 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 no. Okay. This was, this was, no, this was, this is, this is the band before that, oh, you know? Okay. And it was, it was just one of those things where like when we left that night, dude, I, I not joking. I grabbed my guitar and amp and got them and loaded them up and got out of there as fast as I could. Cause I did not want to talk to anybody. I didn't want, I was just so, deflated of yeah. this thing that we've been working on and we had when we had had this great show just a month prior and this thing was like i wouldn't even call it a train wreck because the train wreck's at least entertaining this was just bad yeah i mean just bad all the way across the boards and just not being <laughs> man it, it was yeah, it was it, rough it hurts. you know it hurts and i'll tell you that you know going back to the the leather jacket you know and all that stuff and like i remember the you know this is the you know going back to homecoming the year after we graduated high school and it was one of those things where it still wasn't quite cool enough to wear the jacket but i wore it yeah. because oh i'm coming back to my school and i'm going to be cool you know and you know all this kind of stuff of course things had changed by then nirvana had taken over yeah. and you know all this kind of stuff and so it was kind of like eh. but i remember like going and being with yeah. my girlfriend at the time and, and like even seeing my friends and it was just a weird vibe and nothing was what i thought it was going to be i wasn't the returning conqueror or any of that kind of stuff yeah. and i remember we were we left there later and like just being so deflated by the whole situation even I mean just and like and it would show how just how uncool I was I mean just like breaking down into tears later of yeah. of like what happened I I spent all this this time and and I know this sounds ridiculous talking about this about like oh, yeah. spending all this time on being cool of I all mean, things you know but it was something that at a time in my life I thought was so important yeah and now I look back on it it was so ridiculous but I spent countless amounts of hours and money and money we all did and i mean all that stuff just to try to be cool and what's cool yeah you know and you know now that i'm i'm older and i have kids i'm never gonna be cool again you know it's like (laughs) my my stepdaughter 
from the time she was five years, like when I met her when she was five years old, yeah. all the way to now she's a teenager. You know, she's 14, getting ready to go into high school. Yeah. I have never been cool to her a day in her life. No. I mean, just, <laughs> no. she's enjoyed she's enjoyed the time that we've spent together, you know, when she was, especially when she was a kid, you know, I would get down the floor and play, you know, play with her and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was never cool. We would go out places and I was just an embarrassment. Well, there's so, nothing like, my wife's wife and I weren't able to have kids. So we've basically adopted, you know, all the cousins mm-hmm. that are, that would have been the ages of what we would have had kids. And right. Kids and all of our friends, kids and all that. We've basically adopted them as our kids. Mm-hmm. Well, one of her cousins lives around the house from us. Okay. And he just turned 13 this year. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing like a brand new 13 year old to make you feel like the uncoolest person <laughs> on the face of the it's planet. true. And you know, what's cool about that? Hmm. I'm now the older individual right. who gets to be the one that walks around and pops his balloon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, when I was a kid. And as mean as that sounds, that is a rite of passage. In, there is always an older um, cousin or, or, you know, somebody around you right. that sees you doing all the stuff that they did as an uncool I know, and it's like and, right there too. I know, and you could see them doing exactly the when, same crap that you were doing, and you go around and you try to help them, right, by bringing them down and right. Lunch. Well, you know that was the thing is that I had some older cousins who were and still are cool. Oh yeah, you know, like I'm like, how do you guys in your fifties still maintain that? You know, like how how is it that like you know an era that's been gone for a long time, yeah, is still you've still managed to maintain that cool for how all this time. I don't understand it, you know, and they were always really, they were always really good to me. Yeah. All of them still are, you know, all my attempts, you know, they were, you know, they, they, they weren't the ones to be like, Oh, you're trying to be cool. Oh yeah. Let's, uh, you know, they were very much the, uh, especially my, my cousin, Jim, of, especially my cousin Jimmy, who was you know, like the middle brother of the three of them. Yeah. He was like he he was very much the type who would be like, "Hey man, it's obvious you like a girl. Go talk to her." Yeah, I know. No, no, seriously, just just go over and like even would like be like the conversation starter yeah. a lot of times of like, "Hey, you know, but that type of stuff." You try you to know? help them exactly, you, you know, you, and that's you try to help them be the the cool person that you weren't, right? Right. Because now you've got the age and the experience mm-hmm. to go. God, that was stupid. But Jimmy was cool when he was. Yeah. <laughs> for for I mean, it was like I'm, I'm not even joking. Like motorcycle wreck running from the cops, cool. Like <laughs> <laughs> some people just have it. They they they're just a different species, right? <laughs> Uh, but it was one of but it's one of those things that like I remember being a kid and, and trying to whatever you know just yeah. not be embarrassed by my parents and my dad would go to I mean he didn't have to try hard to embarrass me he just and it wasn't even like a, he's an he's embarrassing and it's just like no he would embarrass me on purpose oh yeah. you know because it's like and it was one of those things that you know I would like get upset about it or whatever he's like you just wait till you have kids you'll find out how much fun this is and it wasn't until I had kids I was like you know what dad was right this is so much fun <laughs> like I would take I would take my stepdaughter to school in the mornings and like yeah. I would like roll the windows down and like sing the songs that was on the radio and stuff and she's like stop <laughs> no you know just <laughs> Pull up to the school, blasted Ramones. Exactly, you know, whatever. And that's, you know, and that goes back. My son, my son's five years old, okay? In a lot of ways, I'm jealous because now in 2019, 
yeah. as we're recording this, all the stuff that I loved when I was his age and older that got me labeled in as a geek or a nerd or whatever yeah. is like the coolest stuff in oh, the world. The geeks have taken over. And it's it's kind of, you know, but it, well, Hollywood took over the geeks well, is what happened. There's a difference, you know. Yeah, but it's wrong. one of those things that I so many times have bought him clothes that I would have killed for. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's... I, clothes that I buy for my five-year-old, I would have killed for when I was 17, 18 years old, you know. Dude, I, when I'm in Target and walking mm-hmm. by the kids section, it, it, because I've got to get back to where the right. electronics and all are, I, there's some clothes in there that I would kill for now. I know. That's like, what I'm saying. It's why a, can I not get this in, in... I've done that a few times. Where I picked it up. I was like, I want this in my size. <laughs> it's like, excuse me, I need this in tent and awning size. Right, Could you please make this for a fat guy? But, it, you know, it is that whole... Like, Going back to the, I'm not your average teenager. I'm forty, yeah, forty something. I'm glad. I'm glad that he gets to grow up in a world of that stuff. You know, yeah, he really likes Spider Man and Batman, and that. And I'm like, I'm glad you get to grow up in a world where you don't where get beat up. For you don't, yeah, comic books you don't work. You just don't get. You don't get ridiculed for it. Yeah. Whereas when I was in high school and still reading comic books, and everybody was like, "Why are you still reading comic books?" Because they're cool. Man. I know. I mean, I was like, you know, and this is, you know, this is Claremont era X-Men. And go back and read that stuff. That stuff still holds up. It's still good. Yeah. It's still cool. But it's one of those things that it wasn't viewed that way. That was something you did when you were a kid. Yeah. And then when you became a teenager, you put all that stuff away. Yeah. I was still in love with my comic books and with my toys and with, yeah. you know, any number of things. You I know, still those buy stupid toys. movies. I just I, don't take them out I of the bubble. Look right now. over there. Yeah, yeah, I've got a whole bunch of them sitting on my piano over there that I never play. Yeah. <laughs> and what's great is my wife is kind. We're kind of kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not gonna lie. I got lucky. My wife loves football. Mm-hmm. Um, before I even met her, she was a season ticket holder over at Vanderbilt. I mean, nice. she, she grew up in this area. She grew up watching Vanderbilt. And on her own, she would go out and she'd buy season tickets to Vanderbilt and go over and watch football games. Right. She loves football. Uh, she has gotten to where she will watch basketball with me. You know, I'm from Kentucky. I yeah, love, you're a basketball fan. Yeah. I love Wildcats. I love, you know, my Hilltoppers. Mm-hmm. I love watching basketball. I like baseball. I don't like watching it on TV. Nope. You I have to go be, to the park and I watch it. go yeah. to the park and watch it. But she's also, she likes superhero movies. Mm-hmm. She likes superheroes. She's, she is probably a bigger star wars geek than i am <laughs> i yes i'm finally going to admit it she's probably a bigger star wars geek mm-hmm. than me it, it's hard for me to even admit that but it's okay keep, admitting you have a problem is the first step in getting recovery so. she, she, <laughs> she keeps pulling factoids about star wars yeah. that i've never uh, heard of i'm like what are you talking about she's like oh no i read this thing where this is that and I'm like mm-hmm. oh i love you you're a geek um <laughs> she loves blow em up movies mm-hmm um, I'm glad that kept going. So, <laughs> sorry, honey. It, it's Alan. You can get revenge on him later. Um, you know, so I've gotten lucky that way. But for we still believe in birthdays and Christmas right. and all that you should get toys, even as adults, for those. I am 100 percent for that. So. Um, her Christmas list probably has half a dozen Lego sets on it. Nice. Um, I I still get Lego. I've got. Four or five Lego sets, complete Lego sets yeah. at the house to, that I need to put together, yeah. but I haven't had the time. The and those things are expensive now. And almost ridiculously expensive. I'm not going to lie. Most of mine are Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. And Nothing think, wrong with that. I think there may be some Batman. Batman yeah. is. I'm a Batman guy. Okay. Since we're talking about cool. Yeah. Or attempts to be cool. Yeah. 
Star-Lord, the character of Star-Lord, is somebody who is trying so hard to be cool and failing miserably. I, I have I have two spirit animals, mm-hmm. um, Star-Lord mm-hmm. and Dave Grohl. Okay. Dave Grohl is one of my spirit Dave animals. Dave Grohl has played in two of the biggest bands in the world, and he's still a geek. <laughs> he's still a geek. And, and, and admits it. He's like, whatever, I'm not cool. I'm, you know, it's... And and such a songwriter and such a musician. And I've never met the guy, but I would love to sit down and just have dinner with him. And I don't even care. I just want to talk to him about the bands that he used Mm -hmm. to listen to and talk about music with him. I don't want to talk about his music. I want to talk about the music he digs. Right. He's... One of my one of my wife's friends um, works all the big special shows, and one of them that she got to do was the Foo Fighter show for the Super Bowl thing Mm -hmm. down in Atlanta. And she was sending me pictures of the show um, from her iPhone as it was happening. And I was like, Dave Grohl's my spirit Yeah, animal. I mean, yeah. Dave, if you're listening, please come have dinner with me. <laughs> That's right. You can come on the show. That's right. <laughs> this is me overreaching and being desperate. Please. Please be my friend. Please be my friend. Let me be cool by proxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You know, it's um, the movie Almost Famous. Yeah. Okay, you get, and of course, you know, it's a fictionalized version of real events, you know, even with like the whole Lester Bangs, you know, it's a fictionalized version of him and everything. But there's that when at the first of it, when William and and Lester Bangs meet and they're walking around and he's talking, he's like, hey, you know, he's like, uh, he keeps telling him, he's like, you know, you're not cool. He's like, no, I've seen you. You're not cool. It's like, you know, these these bands are going to try to make you feel cool so you'll write good stuff about them. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, that kind of, and it's like, that whole there's something about finally embracing we're not cool yeah that is liberating yeah you know and i'm here to tell you i'm not cool all right as much as i've tried to be in my life i just am not no and, and what's sad is that you're you're actually cooler than i am <laughs> that, that's what's bad well I, yeah. I don't know it's it is what it is you know and i'm I'm glad I survived. <laughs> Honestly, you know, because yeah. In some of my desperate attempts to try to be cool, I did some really stupid stuff. Yes. The so have I. You know, the well, I guess my way of, of getting in with the cool crowd or being cool is by being being the crazy one, you know, that'll do anything and yeah. God, yeah. And, you know, whatever, that type of stuff. Yeah. And the thing that I found is that I don't need to be the crazy one to be cool. I'm just the crazy one <laughs> in general. <laughs> and my brand of crazy, yeah, not a cool brand of crazy by any stretch of the imagination. So <laughs> but now that we've had 55 minutes of uh, yeah. therapy here, of uh, <laughs> exercising demons from childhood and you know and adolescence and it's, and it's young adult been and an AA meeting and, for people that are not cool and even middle aged in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hand. I know. It's like state well, your name. Exactly. I am not cool. I am not cool. Thank it's okay. You. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so, anyways, thanks for listening. Oh, uh, how can how can? They oh, get yeah, you can get us? in touch with us to tell us about how uncool you are. Or, you know, try to tell us. Or make fun of us because we're not cool. Or or try to convince everybody else that you're cool. And we all know how that goes. Uh, Anyways, you can get in touch with us uh, via email at projectxpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter under projectxpod. 
and uh, we're still working. We're on still the working. Uh, we're still working on the website. And the thing is, is by the time any of this stuff goes live, all of it, it be could live. be live yeah. because we're recording these. We're banking these up front. So yeah. you guys have something more to listen to than just uh, one episode than having to wait for a long time. So uh, I, d- I don't think you've got your setup yet, but I've actually got an email direct for me. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me that way, it's uh, bigdavexpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Just the, the other one, just I get it directly as it is. Okay. So it, it comes straight to my regular email address. Well, there you go. So you can get a hold, so of, you can get a hold of me that. straight from the XPod, uh, the Project, Project XPod at, gmail. at gmail.com. Uh, tell us your uncool stories. Tell us your that one time you got to be cool. You know, that's something we didn't talk about. We all have that story where we actually were cool for like one no. like one time. I have never been cool. I can tell you mine, and it'll take all 30 seconds. Go ahead. I was working because it comes from one of the most uncool things ever. I was a car salesman for about six or seven months. That's about as uncool as it gets, okay? okay. I hated that job, but... One time, we had gotten in a used Cadillac Escalade. Okay. And so, it was coming down to the end of the day, and we had like, you know, we had we would like put cars up near the road, you know, to kind of like get people to come in, and that was one of them, you know, because yeah, that, this is the time when the Escalade was like all over everything, huge. you know. This is in like 05 or something like that, oh, you know. Yeah. So, we were like, okay, we got to move all the cars back on the lot so we can, you know, lock the gate, and I was like, okay, cool. So I got the keys for the Escalade because I just wanted to drive it, which I will say right now, Cadillac Escalade, if you ever get a chance to drive one, will be one of the smoothest driving vehicles you have ever had the pleasure of sitting behind the wheel of, okay? No, I want <laughs> So here's this. Here's my, here is my 30 seconds of cool. Okay. I turn the radio on. I turn the car on. The radio starts playing, and it's pumping out notorious B.I.G. Mo Money Mo Problems. Nice. I'm driving an Escalade. Listening to this blaring through the speakers with the windows down, back around off the lot. I turned off the keys and I was no longer cool any longer. Yeah, that was it. I got, I got to ask: stock rims or bubbles? Oh, they had bubbles. Oh, oh it was. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, it was one. I don't. I, I want to. I don't know this for a fact, but looking at a lot of the options and the aftermarket stuff that was on it, it was more than likely a repo oh. that, that wound up back in it. You know, gotcha. wound up at the the auction. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was. Uh, that was my thirty seconds of cool that for my entire life. So, well, folks. I am the uncool Big Dave. And I am the uncool Alan Smith. We will see you next time. Have a good one.